Welcome to Royal Grace Chapel, the empowerment center where faith comes alive through inspiring messages and teachings. At Royal Grace Chapel, our mission is to empower you to connect with God in worship, relationship with other believers, and enable you to fulfill your purpose for global impact. We believe in the power of transformation through the Word of God, and that's exactly what you'll experience as you journey with us through our plethora of messages. Get ready to be equipped, uplifted, and empowered on your path of faith. Be transformed as you listen to today's empowering message. Now, with today I'm sharing on the person of character. The person of character. The person of character. Now, this subject are the fundamental values that we hold dear in our church. What are values? Values are things you cherish, the things that really matters to you, core values. And at church, we have four core values. Love, integrity, faithfulness, and um, empowerment and education. So there are basically five. So we've been teaching on one of them, which is integrity. Now, the other dimension of integrity is character. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affection and laws. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Amen. Amen. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 11. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 11. Prescribe and teach these things. Prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. Amen. What is character? Last week I shared with you some basic principles of character. Number one is that character is a steadfast dedication to a set of value without compromise. Character is the steadfast dedication to a set of values without compromise. The things, you know, when I say core values, what are the things that are important to you or the traits that you value in others without compromise? So you are dedicated to a set of values. All right, where's Deborah? Okay, please, wherever she is, tell her, I, tell, I need her insight. Very important. She should not handle anything for some time now. All right. Number two, character is the unwavering commitment to a defined set of principles and standards. Unwavering commitment to a defined set of principles and standard. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. The Bible said that when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house, 
where he had windows in his upper chamber, open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. He had a standard. He had a standard. And the standard is that I will be a pray, prayerful person. So even though when he knew that praying now will send him will mean that he will lose his life because they said if you do this, all right, if you do this, you will be in prison or you will be thrown into the lion's den. He said, but this is the standard I have set for myself. I'm going to follow it. And you know, eventually he was thrown into the lion's den, but God showed up. God always shows up for people of character. That's the thing. Character is an invitation for God to show up in your life. Is somebody with me? Number three, character entails a voluntary discipline rooted in one's moral conviction. Discipline in one's, rooted in one's moral conviction. Genesis 39 verse 9. Genesis 39 verse 9. The Bible says, Joseph said, is not greater in this, There is none greater in this house than I am. Nor has he kept back anything from me except you. Because you are his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You see, remember that when Joseph was here, Joseph's daddy was not there. Joseph's mother was not there. His brethren were not there. But he had a roots in his moral conviction. There will be time that nobody will be there. Your pastor will not be there. Even church member will not be there. But you see, a person of character does not live to please people, but live to please God. There are so many churches in Nigeria today, but we still have so many problems. But can you imagine what would have happened if those churches were not there? But the problem of Nigeria is not churches. It's not religion. The problem is that we do not practice or we do not imbibe character. So Sunday everywhere, the streets are dry. From 5 a.m., cars are moving everywhere with people wearing ties and everybody going to church. But watch out on Monday. Without those Bibles, you don't know who is a Christian anymore. No, watch out. You see, how you, will you know Christians? Because you see them on Sunday moving around. But you see, it's not that, that is not, it is not our Bible that we carry that defines us, but the Bible that we display through our lifestyle that defines us. So from Monday, you will never even know that some people are Christians or they've gone to church. Because they curse like they've never cursed. In fact, the mistake you can do is to go and visit some people in their place of work. And you'll be so surprised what you will get. Oh, you'll be so surprised what you will get. Nobody knows them as a Christian. Dual identity. Amen. To be a Christian, of course, Christian, you then have character. The fruit of the Spirit is character. Thank God for the speaking in tongues. Thank God for your prayer life. But when we look at you, what do we want to see? What do we want to see? Character. Number four. Character integrates your words, deeds, and action into harmonious all. Character integrates 
your words, deeds, and action into harmonious whole. Now, media team, you have seven days to change this culture of not displaying test. If not, we are going to close down that place. It's better not to have um, a screen than to have one. I'm just letting you know, I've preached this thing last Sunday, but till now, no single test. I'm telling you guys, seven days quick notice. I'm very serious. Seven days, because all these points are supposed to be in the screen by now. All right, seven days quick notice. If not, we'll close down, no exit, because there's a need for people to always, not everybody may be able to see, or sometimes they say that I talk too fast. You understand, I talk too fast. So that's why I always need them to. So guys, take note of it. Consistency. Hallelujah. That is why you have the word integrity, integrates. Your words, your action, your deeds are integrated into one. You are who you say you are. I am that I am principle. In Egypt, like I told you, they don't want to know whether you, you the size of your Bible. When the Lord told Moses, when you go to Egypt, introduce me as I am that I am. That means I am a God that have character. 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 I am that I am. I you know I told you the other day that there are communicable attributes of God and incommunicable attributes of God. Communicable, incommunicable are those attributes of God that are solely God that he doesn't share with human. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. But communicable attributes of God are the ones he shares. We have it in common. And character is one of them. I am that I am is one of them. Who you are in church should be who you are at home. Who you are at home should be who you are at work. When we get to your house, we should see consistency. We don't want to see different kind of people. Amen, somebody. Is somebody still here? Number what? Now, we then went on to talk. Those are the four principles of character I gave you. Then we went on, I went on to the importance of character. So let's go from that. The importance of character. Why is character important? Number one, because you bring who you are into everything you do. Why is character important? You bring who you are into everything you do. The Yoruba used to say something, which is very true. The Yoruba people will say that, Efiniwa. You know the word? Character is like smoke. You can't keep it. You can't hold on to it forever. It will show up. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. It will show up in everything you do. It will show up. That is why you must fight to be a person of character. In fact, you know, one of the Yoruba proverbs that they, they give women is that a woman that does, in other words, a woman does not have character. And she says, I don't know why I cannot keep my marriage. In other words, you see, Beauty can attract a man to you, but it's character that will keep your marriage. Oh, you see, I've seen so many women focusing on makeup, very nice, focusing on nice wig, nice, focusing on uh, pancake and mascara, very nice, even mooncake and all the cake. You see, that one can make you, as you are, you know, this morning as I was going, a, a woman, a lady was even doing makeup on the road. I'm serious. She was using her phone and doing makeup on the road. Women love makeup. And I thank God I'm not a woman for that thick. Because if I'm to be a woman, I think I'll be very ugly when it comes to makeup. Maybe I will have changed. 
But let me speak to you, Mr. La uh, Mrs. Woman or Miss Woman or Miss Lady. All that you can achieve with this makeup, you can attract a man. But you see, it's character that will keep you in that marriage. You, we, most women spend so much on makeup, but they don't spend a lot of value, a lot of resources on make-in. Make the person inside. That's what, when we move near you, what do we see? Quarrelsome, lying woman. There was a time. I said to one, I said to Lady P, this lady, anything she says, be very careful. Because once you she says something and you investigate, you will see lie there. How are you able to keep marriage that way? In the secular world, they said, "Aya for talent, fire for character." In other words, talent will get you the job, but character is what will help you keep it. Talent will take you into the palace, but character is what will keep you in the palace. Character. Somebody say with me, character. Number two, lack of character separates you from God and man. Lack of character separates you from God and man. Genesis chapter 3 verse 24, the Lord separated himself from Adam and Eve. Why? He said because you, are, you lack character. I said don't do this. I turned away. You did that one. What I said you should not do. So I can't depend on you. When I'm not around, I can't rely on you. And the Lord put an angel to even guard the garden so that they will never find their way back. Why? Because a person without character is dangerous to relate with. They say one thing, they mean another. Are you with me? It separates you from God and man. You want to be close to God? It's not just your prayer that helps you become close to God. Your character matters to God. That is what we call godliness. You know, in this generation of time, one of the topics we no longer love is the topic on holiness. How can you not like holiness and you want the Holy Spirit? No. It doesn't work that way. God is not answering my prayer. No, God, you know, how can you be a Christian if a witch can sit down on you? Check your character. I'm telling you. If a witch can sit down on you and terrorize your life. Check your character. Because you see, light and darkness have nothing in common. The light shines in darkness and darkness cannot what? Overpower it. I've seen so many people talk about arrows, arrows, arrows. It's true. As for wickedness, they exist. But I am yet to see a fly sitting down on a hot coal. Have you seen a fly sitting down in the hot coal before? No, sir. So, and when I slept yesterday, you know, one witch just showed up. Pastor, I don't know. When the woman beats me, eh, it beats me. Of true, I, I know she beats you. But have you seen darkness beating the sun? No, have you seen darkness beating the sun? Something is wrong with your character. Something is wrong. There is something of the devil you carry that you need to let go. Somebody say with me, character. Three tests of character. Number one, power. In, on your journey of building character, 
There are three tests you must overcome. Number one is the test of power. Luke chapter 4, the Bible says, And the devil said to him, If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Tell this stone to become bread. You see, power, one of the ways you derive power in life is by position. Now you are a husband. You are a wife. Level of power. You are a leader in the church. Department leader. Ministry leader. And all those positions. They come with a level of authority and power. But you see, as a father, no matter what you say, what you do is what matters to your children than what you say. As a mother, you can say all you want to say, but your children are watching what you are doing. One of the things I used to tell my children when I'm going to discipline them is that, have you seen me do this thing? Say, if you have seen me do it, I will not beat you. But if you don't see me do it, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to discipline you. I'm going to discipline you. Because I realize that most parents, they tell their children, don't lie. And the same child you are telling not to lie. Somebody comes to your house and you send the same child, tell him I'm not at home. And the child wonders, what is going on here? And the child then comes and master your own life because the child learns from you as his own. Then you are now carrying cane to beat the child. I, I don't like your lying. I don't like your lying. There is a time that you will not be able to beat the child anymore. There is a time that cane don't work anymore. What The only thing that can work when cane fails is your character. Cain may fail in discipline a child, but character will never fail in discipline a child. Yeah, character. The best cane you can use for your children is your character. Live an exemplary life before them. This is where, even as a church, you see us that we examine ourselves. I keep telling our leaders, character is number one. Recently, Pastor Joe, how long have you been on suspension? Three months now, right? This is the third month. Apostle Udo was here during convention. And he saw Pastor Joe as he stood there. He said, is that Joe? I said, yes, that's him. Oh, he said, he has become so lean. I said, oh, he's serving a succession. Because he was aware. Most of the time when you see me do things, I seek father's counsel. I say, ah, I say, but why is he not lean? I said, from the day of the suspension, Joe decided that for the six months he's on suspension, he will be fasting every day. And he moved them and said, the guy is a wise guy. He's very wise. He's very wise. He's very wise. A leader who cannot learn to lose, or who is not ready to lose people to build right way, cannot stand the test of time. One of the prize of a godly leader is that you must be ready to lose people to do the right thing. Because every change comes with a loss. In 
John chapter 6, Pastor Jesus, John chapter 6, Pastor Jesus spoke the truth to some people. And the Bible said, after Pastor Jesus spoke the truth, they said to him, this is a hard saying. Hard saying. Somebody say hard saying. John chapter 6. He said, hard saying. What are you telling us? And he was telling them the truth. So they said to him, John chapter 6, look at it, everybody. John chapter 6. Are you there? Verse 55. And he said, therefore, said I unto you that no man can come unto me except if it were given unto him by my father. The verse says, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. What did he say? He was telling them it was the way, the truth, and the life. It is the bread of life. See, many of the disciples went back and ceased to follow him. But look at what happened. Verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? He's not afraid to lose. Over 5,000 people left the ministry of Jesus one after he preached the truth one day. And he rather faced the remaining twelve and said, oh boy, what are you people doing? Won't you also go away? He said, no, we are not going anywhere. But look at it. The church has it fallen. Christianity is still the number one religion in the world. In terms of religion. Why? It's built on the solid foundation of the truth. Whatever is not built on the truth cannot stand the test of time. Yeah. Cannot stand the test of time. You can paint it. You can decorate it. The money you are earning by stealing is a matter of time. It cannot stand the test of time. Save it. Big invested. Lock it. Is somebody with me? I told Ali, I said, God forbid that we ever be afraid to tell you the truth. Recently, we served one of our pastors 30 days notice. Say, after 30 days, if you don't comply with this instruction, we'll remove you. I said, even if I'm the last person standing in the church, I will remove you. Why? Because I don't understand why a pastor will not lead by example. You are a pastor. You, you will live. For 30 days, you will not sleep at home with your wife, with your children. No, where are you learning that from? And I will ask, do you learn that from me? Even when I had a house, I had a house that water was disturbing me. Even though water was not into my house. I have, if I wanted those things, I was going through the water and water nearly drowned my children and myself. Because the water level was like this. I made a decision. I left where I was, came to Kabiawuye, stayed in a room I could not open the windows for over one year. The only chair in that room was my children's chair. No, the church chair. I was sleeping on the bed floor. Meanwhile, I had a three-bedroom bungalow that I built. I never stayed away from my wife. Never. For my children. You have picked a job. You are a new couple, and you want to say because of one job, you stay away from your children, from your wife. You will not stay in the same house. Days after days, months after months. Say, no, there is.
you are not worthy to be a father and a mother if you cannot sacrifice to raise a family. Raising a family is a serious business. I would rather encourage you to go and do all the family planning in the world until you are ready to take care of your children. It's a serious matter. Nobody can raise your children like the way you can raise them. I remember and remind myself that he sent me to a people. If you cannot take my correction, I'm not sent to you. But those I'm sent to will value my words. As pastors, for instance, our family must be a role model. Yes. A pastor who cannot build his own house cannot be a pastor of a church. Build your house before you build the church. The standard of God has not changed. So when you see some of our pastors, they have been with me for years. They have not done anything wrong. You see that only most of the seats are empty. It's not that they have done. It's an in-house matter. But I'm telling you, they know that my standard has not changed. Somebody said, but how many people soldier go kill? Well, you put your head there. <laughs> By the time you appear, at least you know, you know the remaining words. <laughs> but the truth has to be told. To be a pastor, character is non-negotiable. We must not look at you as a pastor and see questionable character. You don't preach or you say people should go and fast. You are not fasting. People should go and pray. You are not praying. People should give. You are not giving. People should tight. You are not tightening. I'm not saying our pastors are like that. But I'm only saying that character is not negotiable in this work with God. That is how the world will know that we are Christians. Not by our Bible, but by our character. Is somebody with me? Are you still here or you have gone home? <laughs> you don't like the message, Abby? But you have come to church already. Tell your neighbor, it's too late to go back. You are even afraid to talk to your neighbor. Why? <laughs> Say it's too late to go back. The test of power. The test of power. The test of power. Don't use your position to steal. They've committed a, anything into your hand. Stand firm by it. Use that power. Well. Number two, the test of money. The test of money. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. The three tests of power. The test of money. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many, many evil, many pangs, many pain. Jesus said you cannot serve God and Money. How do you handle money? And do you handle money? There's a pastor in the Bible. We call him Pastor Gehazi. Say Pastor Gehazi. Was the assistant pastor of Elisha. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 29. Now Naaman the Syrian came to Elisha, and Elisha told him to go and take his bath in the river for seven times. And after that word, he was clean. Then this man brought a prophet offering to come and appreciate the man of God. And the Lord told him, don't collect it. It's not every gift you can collect. And it's not every gift you should collect. Somebody just come to you, hello, babe. What's up, babe? I just like you, babe. And I'm going to buy you iPhone 12. 
Why is he buying your iPhone 12? Why is he not buying his mother iPhone 12? You are not asking, what is the reason for buying me this iPhone? I've not rendered a service for you. Or whatever. There are some gifts that when you collect, it may be your last living gift. Pastor Gehazi could not understand why his senior pastor will reject these gifts. Anointed man of God. Anointed Christian. So as, Gay, as Naaman was going, his mind began to work. His mind began to work. And look at 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 20. Then Gehazi, 2 Kings 5, 20. Then Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, See, my master has spared this Naaman the Syrian. He's not accepting from his hand what he brought. As the Lord lives, see, he's even calling Lord. So you can be a Christian, but you love money. You hear someone say, I don't joke with my money. Feared such a person. Say, as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. Verse 21. So Gehazi followed Naaman and when, and when Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from his chariot to meet him and said, is it all well? Watch first. The other person that we we read in the Bible, there are three people that run after chariots in the Bible. Gehazi, Elijah, and Philip. The Bible did not mention specifically that there was a spirit, the spirit of God was on, on Gehazi. Neither did it mention it on Elijah, but it mentioned it on the life of Philip. But running after chariots, do you know what it means? You, you are not on, you are on foot. And you are chasing after horses. A chariot comprises of minimum of two horses. Moving at a particular pace and speed. They've gone. And this man looked. And he ran. That means he must be anointed. Do you know what it means to run after horses? And you are able to overtake the horse. On foot. It's not a small thing. He ran after it. Love of money will pollute your anointing. Every good thing you stand for, the moment the love of money finds its way into your heart, it will pollute it. Already, if you read 2 Kings chapter 4, this man, this same Gehazi, Elisha gave him a staff to go and lay it on the hand, on the on, on, on a dead boy. The dead boy refused to come alive. Why? The staff cannot work in the hand of a man whose heart has been polluted by the love of money. Some of the things that are not working in your life perhaps today is because you love money too much. The boy that died, Mobad, I, uh, I, I saw one of the songs they said, sound. I said, I want to have money at all costs. At all costs. No matter what it takes. Me too, I want to have money. Anybody that says that, we no longer live by principles. We sell their soul for anything. You should see what Nigerians are doing to travel out. Some will even go and print fake obituary. Just to prove that they want to travel out. Some will even go and do fake wedding. Just to prove they want, that they are married to travel out. What Ni African Nigerians, especially I don't know about other countries, do to travel out? 
the kind of lies. One of them, when they realized that America loved gay, he became a gay just to travel out. He said that Nigeria is chasing him because he was a gay. And they checked him, they saw, you know, they went, by the time they did bagage, oh boy, ah, there is nothing gay about you until this trip. Go back, let them arrest you there. What Nigerians do just for visa? Just for visa? Just for visa? Some will even say their mother is dead. Just for money. Nigerians and visa and this money and jabati. Ah. That's the spirit of Gehazi. He ran after. Three things love of money will majorly produce in your life. It will turn you to a serial liar. Love of money will turn you to a serial liar. Love of money will turn you to a thief. And love of money eventually turns people to a killer. Those three things. Check it. A killer is one who has seared conscience. His conscience, love of money, in other words, will deaden your conscience. You'll be hearing the truth like this. But you don't be me then to talk to. Seared conscience. That's what I mean by killer. It will seared. Seared conscience means, you know, when those days when they want to, when they want to uh, mark slave, they will put iron in fire. Then when it is all, they will put it as a stamp. Seared conscience. That's what love of money will do. Look at what Gehazi began to do. Look at what Gehazi began to do. Verse what are we? Verse 22. And he said, all is well. My master has sent me to say, they have just now come to me from the ill country of Ephraim, two young men of the sons of the prophets. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothes. Hey, he was looking for money and clothes. Verse 23. And Naaman said, Be pleased to accept two talents. Even the man began to rebuke him. Ah, ah, ah. How can you be asking for all this amount of money? And you're asking for clothes. He said, No, Oga, take it easy. He said, Love of money will make you lose your respect. It will make you lose your respect before people. The person that ought not to talk to you will talk to you anyhow. A pastor that lost money cannot correct people. Oh, yes. Because he will be thinking of offering when he's correcting people. Hey! This man is a... One time, I passed... And you see, the test will always come. There was a very... The richest guy in our church, those who used to give about 1,000 naira, was frolicking with a girl in the church. And I got wind of it. So we were preparing for November program. And they said, those days we used to do it by tribe. So these are Yoruba groups. And every time they come for you, I just realized that a particular set of girls and this man are the one that comes for this Riaza. And I thought that they love God. So by the time I investigate, because they are Riaza, you know, I was living in the church compound. So when people come for Riaza, at least you should be hearing them say, Ekabo, Ekabo, Ekabo. This Yaza, you will not hear sound. You will not hear anything. So I began to investigate. And I realized that he was actually frolicking with the girls. He was the highest giver in our church those days. Highest giver. And he was also an architect. So I spoke to him. He said, sir, you are a married man. This thing, I will not stand for it. You know, the fear that how can you talk to somebody who is giving this much in the church? If you let the fear of losing people or losing money 
make you lower your standard, you have become an Esau. You have no destiny anymore. Oh, yes. Your loyalty must always be to God. You can lose money. You can lose friendship. But stand for what is right. Eventually, he left with all these girls. Are we still not standing today? We are standing. But one day, I saw one of the girls. She has now joined the sweeping company. She was sweeping this highway. She saw me and she was hiding her face. We're telling you. The last time I checked, I think she has given birth to about three children for three different men. But you see, as you grow older, me, I will not have children that will bite my ears or who will look back and curse me. No way. Naaman told Gehazi, take it easy. Look at it. Verse 23. Let's move to verse 23. And when he, verse 23, so two talents, and he urged him and tied up two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of clothing and laid them on two of his servants and they carried them before Gehazi. Verse 24. I'm reading 2 Kings chapter 5. Verse 24. And when he came to the hill, he took he took what? Them from their hand and put them in the house and sent the men away and they departed. Verse 25. He went in and stood before his master Elisha and said to him, Elisha said to him, where have you been? And he said, your servant went nowhere. Do you see how money turned him to a liar? If you want to go far, you must pray against the love of money in your life. Financial pressure is real. Every Christian will have to pass the test of financial pressure. Especially this season. This season. I hear the last time now, this has gone over 1,000 naira. Dollar over 8,000 naira. This season, you have to decide that I would rather suffer than to be a thief. What is not your own is not your own. And the devil knows when to tempt you most. Temptation that cannot move you is not a temptation. Temptation must be able to appeal to you. So in your hour of need, how many of you realize that when you are fasting, that's where people give you fruit food? They will offer you, that is a temptation. That is to show that of a truth, you are fasting. Fasting that nobody is tempting you, no food is appealing to you, check it, you are not really fasting. If truly you are in need, during your hour of need, you will see temptation of money to steal, to take. That's where somebody will forget changing with you. That is where something will happen. You will just see something. Free money. Hey, but you must be able to say, no, I would rather be hungry than to take this money. Why? Because you, there is still a greater future ahead of you. Often that people look at me and they think that me, I always have money. One day I went to somebody's house and the person was begging me for money. And I looked, I said, I looked around. I said, oh boy, you are, your DSTV is on. The last time I checked, you are always having data. See, if you just put away DSTV and don't buy data for some time, save the money, convert it. And from that time, they stopped talking to me. They thought I was wicked. Even in my house, at a point I had to call DSTV off. Can I afford it? Of course. I can afford it. By the grace of God. If you ever move near me, you will think I'm manageable. When I saw the way things were going in Nigeria and some auditors came to audit my company, they, they told me the state of the finances because 
In fact, one of the, the brands I had at Surulere, they, they showed me the record. They, they've eaten the place down, finish. Eating it dry. So I told my wife, we have to start changing our life. Last month, last month was what? September, right? You see me wearing suits. You, you will, not, you will not make the right decision to cut. The first thing to do when you need to increase your finances is not to borrow, but to stop leakages and cut your costs. Because if you don't address those leakages and cut costs, whatever drain the first finance will drain the second one, even if you borrow one million, no matter the amount you borrow. That's the first principle. For almost one month, my wife was buying Derika rice in Derika. Is that not it? Buy two Derika. But before that month, before some month, I, I used to carry rice in bags in my house. I said, no, we can't do that now. Buy Derika. Buy Derika. Yes, I have money. But the company money is no longer my money. It's investors' money. I have foreign investors who have now come to partner with me. I more, will you want to hear that your pastor has now is defrauding investors because they are foreigners from another country? How many people are such... Integrity that Germans will look at you and say, look at your book. I said, we want to come and partner with you. So I said to myself, now that they've chopped all this money, sack this one, sack this one, remove this one, remove this one, remove this one, we cannot pay them. Even we ourselves, we must put ourselves under stringent measures. So buy the liquor. For one month, I think my wife only cooked two soup. The rest of the thing were spaghetti, indomie, and the rest. We move. We move. But you will not make the necessary adjustment. You... <laughs> People look at our church, say we are a very rich church. I agree, we are very rich. But if you know how frugal we are, you will see air condition in that place. Do you know how long that air condition has been there? You see, sometimes we have just learned to rejoice good things. The air condition in the children's hall, for instance, I had to move it from the media room to the, to the front. And somebody will look at it and say, Ah, church, you want low, go off, want low, They have one. You see, two diesel generator outside. The other white one has been there for a long time. Sell, in no sell. Sell, in no sell. I said, now that petrol and diesel are called friends and neighbor, let's go repaint it nicely. Bring it back. Then you, you look at it and say, ah! On Logan. <laughs> you see me give me the offering basket, man. You see me standing here. Yes. How many pastors do you see? Raising offering like a atorobara. Some people, when I raise the offering, ah, what kind of pastor is that? But you see, go and check. That is why they don't have building. Go and, apart from maybe Foursquare and Agbala Atura, in this land, we are the next church that is doing two-story building projects. And our own structure is different. <laughs> but how are we doing it? Engineers are, well, did we buy iron on Monday? Or this week, did we buy the iron? I don't, I, I say, give pillar money. I do a long pillar, 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 pillar. And I prophesy and bless. By the week, I call the man. Oga Oneri. Hello? Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> Supply iron. Church, hello, Oga. Some of you are even angry whenever I wrote it. But I thank God for those who, are, who just like to do it. Do you know how much they sell one iron? A ton of iron. But you see, when you see us count money, we, you will think that we believe that there are people who are going to steal when they enter that place. Don't touch 50 cobble. 50 you don't touch. We, 
everything, 100% to the bank. You, when you collect your salary, it's your salary that tells itself what it wants to do. You, you don't have a plan before the money gets to your hand. And you say you want to have money. So when I, one day a guy came to me, I looked at him. said, Do you know, for those of you who don't understand, he said he was hungry. I said, you are not yet hungry. Because at his level, at his level, when I, I would, instead of going to school in the morning, I would first go and do conductor from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Then dress well and go to school. You are no, you have everything moving. I mean, I cannot do that work. Ah, you cannot even raise 100,000. You are even choosing the work you want to do. <laughs> Me, I cannot do that work. One, man, one of my friends came to borrow money for me. Money. Bros, I think you should go and do security job. Say, no money. I'm full of pride. That is called pomposity without substance. Thank you, man. Love of money. Love of money. It was during that last month I said that some people accidentally paid me almost 1.4 million into my account. Because you see, already my wife was buying in Derika. I was not having soup. To, and they, for, they, the computer credited the other account and credited me. And the money was just there. Spend me, spend me. I know when you see money, do you know that money has a voice? All your need will just come up. That's why you remember, ah, mo, lasho, mo, need this one. You don't have this. All the thing. If you don't, you have not faced with that. None of you will have known. None of you will have known. Instantly, I call my guy and say, these people, they've accidentally paid. And it's a very big organization. One of the latest, top two fintechs in Nigeria. They paid it. There's no way on that. I'm an IT person. I've been an IT for 20, 20 years plus. So I investigated the way the money came. It was a computer error. It would take a deep forensic analysis for them to know they, that that money is in my account, which they would not even want to do. Because the person that did it, if they, they would then know that, oh, they would not want to expose it. I called the person. I said, your money is here. For about two weeks plus, they did not call, came, come to call. The day they now sent me the account details to refund the money, I even thought that maybe they would just say, ah, you are a nice person. Not, in fact, when I accidentally, when I sent the money back, it was short of 8,000. They sent me a mail back. Our money is short of 8,000. Please, Tori Olong, can you send it back? Money, ah, ah. Have you been there that somebody forgot money in your hand and as you are returning, you are praying, Lord, let him say, and the person will just say, thank you, and move on. You see, one day you will reap the reward of your faithfulness. <laughs> Love of money. Every Christian must fight it. You don't know who a Christian is until money joins you together. Until you have dealings with money. I don't know who you are. That's why I, I trust. Once I begin to deal with people financially and I see their attitude towards money, I, I, I raise the bar of my relationship. I salute you. Love of money. We collect often in this church. Go and ask. My wife is not on salary. I am not on salary. And yet, I will not even buy pure water with the offering I collect. For over 14 years, I have not done that. The day I will have even been so tempted, my son was so... No food at home. No food at home. My, and my boy, expensive boy, pick one, two, three, I be a cream, gold, yes. And I saw, then they said, eh, 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 a man who works by the pepper is 
from from the pepper. For those of you who don't understand, he who walks by the altar eats from the altar. But you must eat legitimately because there are some that when you eat, I rather went to the supermarket and begged them, give me this thing on credit. As for church money, it's church money. It's not my money. That's why when you see that when we raise funds in this church, so we say it's for pillar, we will don't direct it to tire. We don't direct it to tire. Pillar money is for pillar. Tire money is for tire. The same thing with you. Don't let your husband turn you to a thief. How much is soup money? 5,000. Then you go and cook. 3,000. Then you chop. 2,000. Women don't like that. Some women don't like that. Your husband will go to heaven. You will go to hell. Is that what you want? In Alpha and in heaven, there is no marriage. Baba, Baba, Choko, this. It's not. You will look at, there's no ring. You have a choice. You tell him, my husband, I realize that if I don't add money to this soup money, you will know. Why are you like that? So you prefer me to inflate soup money before you remember that. That's why I always encourage every woman to go and work. Don't depend on your husband to buy pants for you. Because the day you do he doesn't buy it, you have to lower your standard to buy the pants. Love of money. Are we here or you have gone home? The next one is sex. Sex. Three tests you must. Sex. 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 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sin against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you are from God? You are not your own. For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Glorify God with your, in your body. The sin of sexual immorality, the world is trying to trivialize it. Taste it before you marry him. I will never forget one of the experiences I had growing up as a child. The church I was attending, they shared a story with us. Some guest ministers came, just like we had GWIC, and they came with three other guests. And um, the pastor spoke to this couple who had who had a duplex and they had a, uh, a boy cutter where people can stay. So the pastor said to the to the woman, "Please, can you accommodate the all these people?" In your-? When I heard the story, I said, "If the foundation be destroyed, those are the taste and see kind of generation." Because you see, you are giving your money to body to bribe him, thinking that that is the way to keep the relationship. But what you don't know is that you are selling your future. Because one day, you will need to draw from your trust bank, but it will have been empty. It will have been empty. We should never trivialize sexual immorality. Why did the Bible say that you sin against your own body? Because you see, your body is like the temple. The Bible says your body, not like, is the temple of God. Now watch. Let's assume this is the temple of God. Anytime you are committing immorality, it's like... A man or a woman, a boy or girl, coming publicly to the altar in a church and having sex nakedly. That's what it means. In heaven, that is what it is. Because 
Heaven does not have physical building. Human beings are the church that heaven sees every Sunday. So it's like people come in to then sleep with themselves on the altar of God. Which altar is that? You are that altar. And you don't have regard for the fact that God is watching because the Bible says that he now dwells in you. Every time you sleep with someone, God is there watching and you have no regard for his presence. That is not your husband, I mean. I told our leaders, I would say, flee from all appearance of evil, including fornication. We will never trivialize it. That's why you told me that I said I gave a pastor 30 days ultimatum. Go and put your house in order. Anywhere your wife and your children are staying, even if it's inside the hole, stay together there. We don't have to wait until something happens. Prevention, they say, is better than what? We have to prevent it. We have to prevent it. We have to prevent it. Imagine me trivializing the morality. And I have a lot of married women working with me uh, or married girls working with me. What am I saying? How can people trust me with their wife? How can people trust me with their daughters? How can people trust me with their children? Well, you as a pastor, you don't know the essence. In this church, our leaders know. Anyone I'm leaders in training, they know. One of the rules that you don't visit a woman or a lady alone. Alone. I told them, send a message to one of the people that was under suspension. You are not just only under suspension anymore. We even now demote you for that. Why? Because I've said, in this church, no matter who you are, don't visit a lady alone. Never stay in the house of a woman alone. If you don't like it, stay out. I will even give you transfer to a town and another church where they can allow you to go and do all those rubbish. Me and the word of God, we are not inseparable. It's a standard. One of our pastors one day went to go and said that he visited a drama member, whatever, whatever, and was counseling. On that day, nothing happened. But you see, whatever it was, they, they, he had to stay in the room with the leader for some, for some, uh, with the lady for some day, uh, for some hours. By the time he was coming out, because he was alone, he was, he himself said it. He said some people were saying, <coughs> 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 do you know those kind of cough? <laughs> At another one, this one went to go and, this one went to go and even call a lady. I went to go and want to win a soul in the morning. The, the lady was a church member. Then went into the house. Then he said, as he entered, the lady was not even well dressed. So he even just walked the lady. But then the lady said, ah, you want to rape me? I said, it's because you are foolish. If she says you want to rape, what will you do? Or if you say you have raped her, what will you do? No, let any woman point to me that I've sat in the same room with you. Why would I come to your room to see with you, to be watching film? To do what? No, to do what? But a generation who don't have regard for all these principles. What will happen in our church? We'll make mockery of the word of God. I told her, I said, send the message to the person. One of the most hard things for a pastor to do, just like the people I'm disciplining in church now, when the family is in church and you are disciplining their children, it's a very hard thing to do for a pastor. It takes being principled to do such things. But you have to look at people eyeball to eyeball. Say, I respect you, but I respect God more than you. I told one of the leaders, I said, if I correct you, you leave this church. One weakness I have is that I don't know how to come after those I correct and they step out. I have never done it. I don't know how to do it. Because why should I come after you? Because if I come after you and I know that I'm not still going to change, bringing you back means I'm an hypocrite. I'm still going to do the same thing. I'm still going to correct you. So I would rather leave you until the day your sons come back. The prodigal son sometimes went for some time. Then they will come back. 
See, you don't know the price the pastor has to pay to do the right thing. One of the pastors we suspended some time ago, we've excommunicated, excommunicated, we sent people away from the church. One, he was a branch pastor at our Maryland church. And even there, even the office we gave him, we saw that the church was not great. Where? Because the church, his office in the church had become a sleeping quarter. You, the pastor, carry girls inside your office. And you are having romantic affair. Are you not afraid? No. And you will say, come and say, oh, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. And the girl is there watching you. When you trivialize immorality in your life, you have mortgaged your future. Because you see, in this world, you always have to work with both sexes, either male or female. So you have to be disciplined now. Be disciplined. Be disciplined. That's why you see, you know, I, I, I don't, my standard has not changed. My standard has not changed. And it's not my standard, it's the standard of the word of God. Don't let us make mockery of the church. If you know we can't correct you, don't stay in this church. I'm telling you, don't stay. I will miss you if you go. I will miss you, but I will not come after you. Because when you come, I will raise the standard more. Don't stay here. In case you don't have transport, come and meet me. I will give you transport. Don't stay here. Because the, the church, Jesus said, I will build my church. It's not Pastor John's church. It's his church. It's his church. It's a hard saying, right? Yes. Mommy P, you have been my interpreter for a long time. We go to crusade together, right? But imagine I've been saying, hi, baby. <laughs> and the husband does not know. Hi, baby. He's, he's, no, look at her. She looks like on that sister afterward. People, everybody is still. Hi, baby. Then we, when we finish, then we then come to the crusade daughter. Jesu, we You remember the drama team? Pass through this land. Don't trivialize immorality. Young people, let me tell you. If you cannot keep yourself as a single person, marriage does not solve it. Marriage does not solve it. Marriage even makes it worse. Marriage does not solve it. Because what you don't know, you don't miss. It's not marriage that makes you disciplined. Is the word staying with the word of God that makes you discipline? Is somebody with me? Yes, oh, are you sure? Yes, Don't worry, the blood of Jesus is here to wash our sins away. <laughs> we'll take communion afterward. Very quickly, how many points do you have? Three Only three. All right, so let's go to the final set. How do you develop your character? This is even one of the most important part of it. How do you develop character? How do you develop character? Like Mozo, character can be developed. And you must learn some set of principles to develop your character. Number one, embrace and submit to biblical principles. Embrace and submit to biblical what? Principles. Psalm 119 verse 101. I have refrained my feet from evil way that I might keep thy word. Verse 102, I have not departed from thy judgment, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. 
Biblical principles. One day I was talking to somebody. I said, show me the chapter and verse you are following. He said, Pastor, forget about chapter and verse. Forget about chapter and verse. I said, why should you? Are, I have quoted the Bible that what you are doing is wrong based on this and this and this. I said, you quote the Bible that back your action. He said, forget about chapter and verse, Pastor. Let's face the facts. Let's face the facts. And I said, no. There is nothing more factual than the word of God. Nothing more factual. Whenever you are doing things, don't follow emotion. Follow principles of the word. That was why Jesus kept saying to the devil, it is written, it is written, it is written. The best way to live your life is based on it is written. Follow what the Bible says. People may hate you. They may turn their back on you. They may say this. But when you stand with the word of God, victory will always be yours. Because the Bible says, He that has a clean hand will always work stronger and stronger. Make sure your hands is clean. And by the word of God. Follow the word. Number two, right company and companionship. How do you develop your character? Right company and companionship. And I think I will just end there. Proverbs 13 verse 20. One who walks with the wise people will be wise. But a companion of fools will suffer harm. One who walks with the wise. With the wise. Who is a wise person. Jesus said, anyone that heareth my word and doeth them, he said, is a wise man because he built his house on a rock. Follow those who put the word to work. Who are your friends? Show me your friends and I will show you your future. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, verse 33. First Corinthians 15, 33 says, be not deceived, evil communication corrupt good manners. Evil communication, corrupt good men. There are pastors I had to disassociate myself with. One day, we invited a man of God to our church, and it's after we collected the offering, he said, he saw people collected the offering, and they were going, they said, ah, man of God, man of God. Ah, how do you do your offering? I said, ah, we counted the money, and we take it to back. I said, ah, no, 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 no. No, you should be telling them to bring the offering to you. You are the Levite in this place. You are the man of God in this place. You know, you can take out of the thing and use it. Ah, no, no, in my church. Ah. I said to myself, honor you. Ara means ara. It's a Greek word. I said this I, from that day. As he left our service, I never picked up the phone to ever call him again, because I know that working with this one will pollute me. It was in that place that me, my ministry must blow. My ministry must blow. I must go to America. By all means, so people that are in Bayasa where you were pastoring, they are not people. And before I knew him during COVID-19, he has immigrated to Maryland. So I saw him prophesying in Maryland. I said, what happened to the church in Bayesa? Closed down. Because, you see, he was chasing money, not souls. Not souls. Church for him is a business. Dollar has to come by all means. What are you following? Who are your friends? Three types of friends you must avoid in your life. Three types of friends you must avoid. Or three types of relationship you must avoid. Number one, avoid Absaloms. Absalomic relationships. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If I then be your father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? 
See the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest, that despise my name. Are you still there? Avoid who? Absalom's. Romans chapter 13, verse 7. Romans 13, 7. Render therefore. Honor to whom honor. Absalons are those who don't honor fathers. They fight fathers. Fathers. Avoid any friends you have that does not have regard for his father. Avoid him. Spiritual father. Biological father. They don't treat their mother well. They don't, their mother talks, say one, they say two. They can't, they, 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 their father will be at home washing his clothes and they are watching him and you have gone to visit him. They can't even wash their father's clothes and then they say, Poppy, uh, um, give me money. And you, that's your friend. Do you know why? Because when you walk with Absalom, your future will be cut short. Look at it. 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. Verse 2. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had controversy, look at it, controversy, came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city are you? And he said, Thy servant is one of the tribes of Israel. Verse 3 of 1 Samuel 15. 2 Samuel 15, sorry. 2 Samuel 15. And Absalom said unto him, Ah, your matter are good and right. But there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. See, he's pulling down his own father. Mm. Pulling down his own father. Absalom always, they are very good talkatives. Sweet talkers. They know how to run down fathers. So there is no one deputed of the king to hear thee. Verse 4. Absalom said, moreover, O thou that I were made a judge in this land. If I were a judge, I would, have, I would, I would do him justice. Verse 5. And it was so that when any man come nigh unto him to do him obeisance. So in other words, when he wanted to say, Absalom, he put forth his hand and took, and, and, and took him and kissed him. Absalom are people that always want to appear better than their father. One, they run that they, have, they don't have regard. See, listen to me. If you are from the Igbo tribe, you need to fight this, this spirit in your life. Igbos should have been ruling Nigeria by now. It showed in the last election of Peter Obi. One of the problems that is synonymous with evils is they don't really have regards for fathers. I'm sorry to say I'm not tribalistic. If you're an evil man, by default, you have to allow the spirit of God learn for you to be to respect and honor fathers in your life. If there is anything I believe is fighting the evils in this land, it is because they have not learned to submit to an authority. If you go to the northern part of Nigeria, you go and talk about the Sultan of Shokoto anyhow and see what will happen to you. No, see what will happen to you. When they say somebody is an Emir, you see how people follow. But the Igbo land, let them say this is an Igwe. Come on, sit down there. See, Igbo people know what I'm saying is true. Tell me the, any Igwe in Igbo land that is most revered. They can't point to one. They can't point to one. 
Because the moment you have money, you believe that you are Lord and King. The moment you have position, I typically woman feel they can talk to anybody. So they don't see reason why they should honor fathers. Honestly, between you and I, if Ebos had been united, Peter Obi would have won flat. But who are the people that worked against Peter Obi himself? Is it not his own case, man? Because they will never submit to anybody's authority. I'm telling you. Honor fathers. As an able man, honor fathers. Decide that you will be someone who honor. I'm, I'm saying, you will never know my tribe. I'm not tribalistic. But it's something I have observed among my Ibo brethren. They, don't, they can't talk to anybody. Walk out of anybody. Tell anybody to sit down. And they think that money can buy. Not all of them. But it's one thing that is very synonymous with that tribe. With what Igbos have contributed in this land, they desire. If Igbos go on strike, you will see that the economy of Nigeria will go down. They are that industrious. You, if you try it, let them go on strike. Let them go on strike. Any country you go, you don't see an Igbo man run away from there. And be, be, they are delivered, they travel, run away from there. I'm telling you, when you get there, if you want to know whether the place is good, is there Igbo man here? If they say yes, stay there. Say no Igbo man there. Because Igbo, they are like, they, they are the Christopher Columbus of Nigeria. They discover everywhere before every other person does. They discover business opportunities and everything. But one thing that fights is honor for fathers. Regards for fathers. Regards for fathers. Are you still here? Yes, sir. We are almost done. Verse what are we? Verse what? Are you, I want to be sure you have. Verse what? This is Absalom, a son that David raised. Verse 5, right? And it was so that when any man come, he will kiss. Always looking nice. Kissing. Because his own father does not kiss. Verse 6. On this manner... Did Absalom, did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment? So Absalom stole the heart of the men of Israel. Is your heart syllable? Don't, when you like to listen to people talk and run down fathers around you, they will steal your heart. In fact, look at what happened. Look at it. Let me, verse 8, let's just read. For thy servant vowed a vow while I was at... No, so he went to go and see his father. So I said, for the servant vowed a vow while I abode at Gishon in Syria, saying, If the Lord shall bring me again indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. Verse 9. And the king said unto him, Do you see that he's still relating with the king? Absalom are those who have dual identity. They come before the king as one, but the same man is something behind the king. That's an Absalom. How do you as an Absalom? Say, this thing you are telling me, have you told the person involved? Oh, you see, that church, blah, 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 that church, that pastor. Blah, blah, blah. Just say, but why can't you go and tell him? If you want to, have, if you want to avoid the error of being follow, following an Absalom, you know, check the character of the person that is talking and check the character of the person that they are talking about. Merge it and make a judgment. If you have never heard the two sides of a story, never follow the man and never believe a man. Are you with me? That your, your father will not tell you the reason why your mother, they are, she, she divorced your mother. Some of you, your mother is a good mother, but she's a bad wife. She can be a good mother, but a bad wife. So the side you celebrate is the mother's side. But the side your father has problem with is the wife's side. Will you blame him for that? 
Verse 10. And Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. Verse 11. And, and with Absalom, verse 11, everybody, and with Absalom went 200 men out of Jerusalem that were called, and they went in the simplicity, and they knew not anything. They just follow. They don't investigate. They, don't, they are not objective. They, they follow emotion. Ah, you mean they, they did that to you? Ah, you mean? You don't have respect for fathers. Recently, they, they, they reported a case to me in the choir. They told somebody, you are not dressing well. You are not dressing well. And the person have tried to justify the wrong dressing by pointing to another person. Now, if somebody is doing something wrong, it does not make it right for you. That somebody is doing something wrong does not make it right for you. No. You don't justify the first thing that, oh, other people are doing it. Must you also join them and do it? That others are doing it does not make it right. Others are changing time in your office does not mean you should join them. No. Others are doing juju does not mean you should join, do, also go and do juju to succeed. No. No. One million people may be doing it. It still does not make it right. And they told me when they came, my wife was telling me, they said, I told this person, write an apology letter. And send it to me. One week passed, the person refused to write. I said, tell the person not to do anything. Let the person sit down. Anybody that does not have regard for an authority figure lacks character. Yes, lacks character. It's a sign of character. Give honor to whom honor is due. If you have been around me, I have, Bishop Udagwood means it's over 20 years. Apostle Udo is over 20 years. You, have, you will never hear me say any negative thing about these men of God. They are fathers. If you have, point to me. But you, you are not even afraid. You know, Moses, the next friend, let me just say this before I, Datan, run away from Datan and Abiram. I said, avoid friends who are Absalom and avoid friends who are Datan and Abiram. Let me just say this before I close. Who are Abiram? Abirams are those who refuse to take correction and instructions. Moses sent for Abiram in Numbers 16 verse 12. Said, come! And Abiram, Moses that God called the meekness men on the earth, said, we will not come. Said, I will not come. You can't send for me. Oh, you think? Go and read it. Numbers 16 verse 12 is there. From verse 12 to, to 15, you will read it there. Moses said, me, I sent for you. You say you will not come? And he lifted his hand and said, may God not have respect for your offering anymore. And all those, that is why you must be very careful when people come to talk to you. All those who stood by the side of Abiram, who heard when Moses said, come. And they did not tell Abiram, do you know who is talking to you? Moses is the one that says you should come and you don't come. Go and check. In verse 30, verse the grand opened and swallowed all of them. They needed not to die. But because they were not objective when Abiram and Datan were doing the wrong thing. Don't share in another man's curse. They refuse. Your colleague comes to you and says, this is what we are doing. In this office. You are, as long as you are earning salary in that place, never use your man to run it down. 
The day you start any salary, you can talk about that place. But when you are earning salary in an organization, no matter what they say in the organization, say that as long as I earn salary here, I will not use my mouth to run this organization down. Why? Because the man that pays you, that you are pulling down behind, the money becomes a curse. That salary cannot be blessed. Why will Moses be able to say that? Because you see, the, 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 the price a pastor pays, you cannot understand. There are times, last Sunday when I stood here, I've, I only slept for two and a half hours as I was standing there. There are times that I would take about four coffees just to stand. Even this morning, you don't know what I have to do. Praying! Then you will gather and run me down. Or discuss me and pull me down. Or I say to you, do you say you not do? I don't need to say anything to you. Those who refuse corrections, instruction, don't associate yourself with them. They, are, they, they can say things that will stone your heart. And, and the moment I hear people say, oh, these pastors, I just mark the person. Time to move. I excuse myself. Because I will not exercise myself in matters that are too big. I don't know the origin. Even when you see me do something sometimes, even in the church, it's not everything I can say about some people. If I, why should I? I don't join issue with people. It's not everything I can There are behind the scenes you will never know. Because as a pastor, I must not fight in murky waters. I don't fight in murky waters. The same thing with you. You go back to work tomorrow. I see that thing very synonymous as a place of work. This office, they are only using people. I say, well, but they are paying us salary. If you feel they are using us in this office, why don't you go and meet the boss? Because all this discussion will not do anything. Let me say this. Go and check most organizations. Those who talk more in that organization, they don't leave. Others leave, they stay. Go and check the office. Others leave, they are there. Because you, you are fool. They are fighting for your position. A woman was telling me, her closest friend was the one advising her in her marriage. And she will be showing the, the woman all the things that she's suspecting the husband. It was after this woman misbehaved and when she was going to leave the marriage that somebody sent her a picture and guess what? Saw her best friend with her husband at a party. The same best friend that have destroyed her marriage. Why? She was not principled. She was not following the word. That's why I said to you, stop following emotions. Follow the word of God. I'm going to continue on this story by the grace of God next Sunday, but I want to say to if you want to be a person of character, let the word of God be your guide. If you want to be a person of character, watch your association. And the best friend you can have from today is Jesus. I don't know who you are today, I want to decide that you will become a person of character by making Jesus the pillar of your life. To be a Christian is not a joke. To be a Christian is a serious thing. To be a Christian is that we are principles following biblical values. Stand to your feet with me wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in on this episode. We hope you've been blessed and empowered to transcend new heights of faith and growth. Stay connected with us for more empowering and faith-filled messages. And remember, you are part of a community committed to transformation. Until next time, go forth empowered by God's grace.